0: Do you like to learn? Are you intrigued by something unique in scriptures? Today, we get to have a a fun chat with Dr. David Peter, professor of practical theology and dean of faculty at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. Dr. Peter, welcome to the Coffee Hour.
1: Happy to be with you.
0: We are excited to talk about your upcoming Prof. Insights workshop, and these are workshops that are happening all over the country. These are kind of like deployed regional workshops so that the local people can enjoy some time learning from the professors of Concordia Seminary. Tell us about what you'll be teaching on the book of Revelation. What's unique about the book of Revelation when we're looking at the Bible?
1: Yes. Well, the title of my workshop there or seminar is decoding the apocalypse and that kind of sounds a bit sensational and maybe it does attract people hopefully it does but it really does capture what the seminar is about because the apocalypse is actually the name of the book of revelation the original name in the greek and it literally means unveiling Or revealing. And so that's why we translate it as revelation. And the decoding part is that it is communicated in code, in symbols, which makes it unique from many other books of the Bible, which are taken at face value. They communicate more literally, but revelation is not meant to be interpreted literally. That's not how it was written. It was written in symbolic language, and those symbols are a kind of code. And so what my seminar does is help the participants to understand how to underst- how to interpret the symbolism and do the decoding that is necessary to get the message of revelation. Could you give us an example of how someone might properly understand some of the symbolism in Revelation? Sure. So we'll take, for example, in, in Revelation, it talks about Babylon. And oftentimes, Babylon is depicted actually in a symbol as a city, okay, as you might expect, because it was an ancient city but also as a prostitute, okay? So if it's taken literally when people hear Babylon, they're going to think, well, this must be some city in the Middle East in what is contemporary Iraq. And so they, they immediately transport their impressions of what's going on geopolitically in the Middle East and say, oh, this must be some kind of Middle Eastern geopolitical development. But Babylon means much more in the scriptures than simply a city. Babylon was the place where God's people were in exile. They were in captivity there. Babylon was also a place of great sinful seduction. It was full of all kinds of immorality and licentiousness and apostasy and idolatry. And so when the book of Revelation uses that code of Babylon, it's not speaking of a literal city existing in the Middle East right now, but it's speaking of the cultural enticements and temptations That would lead Christians, God's people, away from the truth towards idolatry, immorality, licentiousness, and apostasy, and would actually captivate them, just like ancient Babylon did. So, again, Babylon is a symbol. And the key here is to read what the rest of the Bible says about Babylon in order to interpret what the book of Revelation says. And this is really my approach. My approach in this seminar is to help people to recognize what these symbols mean. And and in one way, we make it so difficult. God makes it so accessible because he puts the book of Revelation at the very end of the Bible and gives us the key to interpreting it in all 65 books before the book of Revelation. That's where we go to to understand the meaning of these different symbols, because the meaning is given in these earlier books of the Bible, mostly in the Old Testament, actually, some in the New Testament, mostly in the Old Testament is where we find the meaning, the interpretation of these symbols.
0: Can you give us some more examples of how often, how Revelation is often misunderstood?
1: Sure. Another example would be the use of numbers. The book of Revelation uses a lot of numbers and these numbers are symbol laden. Okay. So for example, three is associated with God. Four is associated with the, the world. We talk about the four corners of the earth. And in fact, Revelation does that as well. So the created order. Six is the number representing man because he was created on the sixth day. But also seven is the number of perfection. And so six falls short of perfection. So six represents sinful man, fallen man. Okay. Now, 10 is the number for completion, and that's because, of course, we have base 10, 10 digits on our fingers, and so when you get to 10, you start counting over, 10, 1, 11, 10, 2, 12, so forth and so on, but so these numbers in the book of Revelation have symbolic meaning, but so oftentimes what people will do will take them literally. And so when it talks about a seven-year tribulation, people take that literally. Everywhere else, seven has a different meaning than literal. Or the thousand years in the book of Revelation chapter 20, the millennium as it's popularly referred to. People say, well, that's a literal thousand years, whereas in the rest of the book of Revelation, consistently... Numbers are used symbolically. And so the key is then to try to understand what the symbolism is behind the numbers rather than taking them literally. But so oftentimes people do take them literally, and that thousand-year period is a good example of that. What what is the what are some of the other examples of language usage that we find in Revelation that can be uh, confusing some of the the symbols and, and pictures that we see that we we reference a lot in some of in some of our lectionary readings. But what are some of those other those symbols and pictures that we see? Sure. Okay. So one of the most familiar is found in chapters five and six, and this is where Jesus is presented as a lamb, a lamb that had been slain. And the interesting thing is virtually everybody recognizes that that is Jesus. That's one place where they don't take it literally. (laughs) They don't say, Mm -hmm. oh, that is a a literal little, you know, fluffy sheep with a gash in its neck. No, they understand this is the crucified and risen Jesus who is is reigning. Okay. And, And so my point here is that oftentimes people are inconsistent they'll say well think some things are symbolic and other things are literal most everybody takes the lamb very very s- symbolically not literally but also in those chapters then you have these 24 elders and oftentimes the you know those who take the slant of doing some literal interpretation say well those are literal elders okay and whereas Once again, the number is symbolic, 24, which is 12 plus 12. 12 is a symbol for the people of God, the church of God. And so you've got the 12 of the Old Testament, 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 of the New Testament, the 12 apostles. And so what this 24 elder, the 12 patriarchs and the 12 apostles then, are symbolic of the entire Church of God, okay, that gathers now around the throne. They gather around the Lamb. And so it's indicating here that the Old Testament saints are those who looked to the coming of the Messiah, the Lamb who was slain. The New Testament saints are those who also attest to witness to his coming, and they all gather together to worship him. Believers from all ages then are represented then in, you know, those, those 12 elders. So that's, that's an example from those two chapters, chapters five and six, where in one case (laughs) the symbol is accepted by everybody, but in the other, they, they deny the symbolic character of the 24 elders.
0: What will we learn at your workshop coming up June 6th through the 8th at Risen Savior Lutheran Church in Chandler, Arizona?
1: What I want to give, and it's primarily lay people who come to this, although many pastors do as well, I want to give you the key, the key to interpreting the book of Revelation so that it doesn't seem so mysterious and it doesn't seem so cryptic But instead, you're able to have the interpretive keys in order to make sense out of it. And when you make sense out of it, you will give glory to God and also give honor to Christ, the Messiah, because it's all about him. It's all centered on Jesus Christ, what he has done in his first coming, what he is doing now through his church in the present age. And what he will do in the future with his second I think this is just
0: gonna be a very engaging uh workshop. Decoding the Apocalypse a study of the Book of Revelation with Dr. David Peter of Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. This is June sixth through the eighth at Risen Savior Lutheran Church in Chandler, Arizona. If I understand correctly, the registration deadline is May twenty-third, so if you want to go to this, you need to register soon. So to our friends in Arizona, now's the time to register for this at CSL.edu. You can find it in the events section and continuing education as well. Dr. Peter, anything else you'd like for us to know about the about registration or attending this?
1: Just that you are very, very welcome. It's for pastors, for church workers, for lay people, anyone who wants to be equipped to ably interpret this capstone of the Bible, the book of Revelation.
0: Dr. David Peter, Professor of Practical Theology and Dean of Faculty at Concordia Seminary, St. Louis, thank you so much for being our guest on The Coffee Hour today.
1: It's been my pleasure and privilege. Thank you.
0: You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Goldfes.